Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome everyone. My name is Sean Payne. I'm founder and principal of Live Explorer Real Estate and Lifestyle. And today I have with, uh, with me Isaiah Chass, our founding agent and special guest, Stuart Broughton of Supreme Lending. Stuart, thank you for joining us. Thank Isaiah, you. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, thank you. thanks for having me. Cool. So uh, uh, we had you on maybe like a month ago or something like that uh, at the end of 2022. And uh, uh, now uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on for uh, 2023 in the mortgage industry and real estate industry together that way. So uh, uh, first, um, I've been working with Stuart now, I don't even know how many years now, 10 plus years. 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, he is a personal friend of mine, but but we've become friends from working in the the real estate industry and doing uh, transactions together. And I uh, I speak very highly of him. I, I consider him the best in the business. Um, always very informed, uh, great service and great rates. And so um, if you have any uh, uh, lending needs in the future, if you need advice or what the heck is going on in the market in 2023, reach out to him. He's great. That's why we have him on here, because I think we're going to give you a lot of good information today. So um, let's jump into it, man. Sounds good. Uh, a lot of news, a lot of headlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is a lot of news and headlines so, going on right now. Let's talk about the mortgage market. You know, what What are your predictions for 2023 right now? So uh, I think personally for 2023, I think the first three quarters are going to be a little um, uh, hard as far right. as volume wise for mortgages and, uh, you know, just the amount of transactions for, for real estate as well. But, uh, you know, what we went through in 2022 is was a huge shift, obviously, with rates going up over 3%. And uh, that really, um, you know, took out all refinance volume and purchased a lot of purchase volume. So, um the gist of it is, is there's, you know, a lot of companies uh, aren't going to be able to survive moving right. forward, uh, going through these three quarters. They might have survived through 2022, but, you know, there's news of Wells Fargo uh, rolling back from lending. Yes. Um, that's a big one. Those guys are, you know, are the biggest, right. you know, uh, for years. And they're getting out of the correspondent uh, business, which is mortgage banks like mine. They lend to us. We fund it in our own name. We close in our own name. We sell right. to them. Right. They're pulling out. So that jumbo product, um, unfortunately, is going away. Uh, but we do have other, a lot of uh, jumbo investors. But um, lenders like that, you know, pulling out like that just shows what's happening right now in the current state of the market. Right, right. Yeah, though, that's uh, that's that's super interesting. Uh, we'll jump right into my, my, might as well just jump right into like wells and what's going on that way. Sure. Um, because I mean, I think you're seeing like the smaller and mid-level banks getting squeezed right now. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a hard time making through this market. But wells, I mean, that's like the fourth biggest bank or something like that in the United States. One of the biggest, yeah. Yeah, so so um, that they're backing out. And I think that their their situation is a little unique. Um, so they just uh, had another class action lawsuit against mm-hmm. them for, what, $3.7 billion um, uh, recently. Uh, just just last week or a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and that's that's after other class action lawsuits. So, so almost every year now, it seems like that they've been facing some type of class action lawsuits, doing something little wonky, you know, right. not supposed to. And so now I think that maybe just trying to get away from loans for, you know, maybe just for public perception right now because of all the crap they've done in the past. And also so, risk. Right. You know, sure, just I think sure. they want to, uh, you know, they were so big, you know, you don't want to have 
uh, you know, uh, all your eggs in, in, in one basket as far as, you know, uh, having so many mortgages across the country in case there's a shift in, in you know, uh, values and so forth. So I think the risk factor was a big thing as well. Right, right. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. And, and just like uh, I, w- I want to say is that uh, I probably won't talk too favorably about Wells Fargo. They've never been like my, my favorite institution since the last foreclosure crisis. But, you know, I, there are some lenders that uh, professionally I respect. So it's not a, a reflection of them. Right. In fact, uh, I feel really sorry for, for you guys and, and I hope hopefully you find like a, a better position here in the near future if, if this doesn't work out which it sounds like it's going to get a little little difficult over at Wells Fargo. yeah yeah it is and I just think overall for the mortgage market you know you're gonna have smaller lenders that are really going to struggle right you know they've, they've burned a lot of their reserves uh through those last three quarters pretty right. much you know and and I think it's it's going to be hard on those smaller lenders that don't have a lot of the capital because um, in order to do an independent mortgage bank you need reserves and uh you need warehouse lines you need things like that and right. that's What's going to come into play is they'll probably switch over to the broker model where they don't have that risk. They don't need that those funds up front sure. uh, for that. So the, the places like Supreme Lending and other you know independent mortgage banks on a bigger scale, I think will survive this. Sure, sure. And part of that's really because you have so many... I mean, so many products available that that, that if Wells pulls back, that you still have. Other, we have other Chase, options. we have US right, Bank, right. we have a lot of other other uh, jumbo investors that we we go through that has great rates as well. So yeah, yeah. I, you can speak to this more, but I've seen since uh, we've gone away from the frenzy, where I'd say most lenders have pretty similar rates. Now you're starting to see a big difference between rates and what what um, programs different lenders have. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. I think, um, you know, just uh, uh, products, uh, you're going to see a, a big uh, variety of just different rates and products from, you know, independent mortgage banks, credit unions, banks. Um, so it's, it is good to just be informed on what's out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. cool. And, you know, it's uh, uh, talking about like maybe a difficult three quarters into 2023. Um, you know, uh, a few months back when this started, when the market started changing, maybe like six months ago, I, I told some of the agents in my office, like, keep a journal because it would probably be interesting in the future when the market turns again. Right. But, you know, I definitely feel like the message is, is changing now from like, you know, again, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Like, you know, six weeks ago, it was more like, hey, Wait till June, and then there should be some inflation relief, and then rates will drop. And now it looks like it's being extended now. You know, three quarters to the end of the year. Yeah, to the end of the year. Yeah. So, so you know, and again, like I feel like, you know, maybe four or five months ago, we talked about this. You know, uh, people in, in the financial markets felt that like maybe we're going to have a soft landing. So it's mm-hmm. kind of gone from like soft landing, maybe a recession, to no, we're going to hit a recession, but maybe when June will be okay. And then now it's like extended out, like oh. 2023 is going to be pretty difficult that way. So the right. messaging's changing a little bit that it way. Is. And I think that's typical. You know, I think people try to try to remain positive. Like the last foreclosure crisis, I remember I remember like um, you know, I have notes of like, hey, the market's going to drop 10% at most. And that was kind of like I was new in the business and I was so I was like factoring, okay, this property is, you know, listed at this and worth this now, but it's going to drop down to this value. Right. That prediction was a little off, you know. It was like but 40%, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. It, the market took a, a huge, uh, you know, a turn. That's, it's not going to happen this time. I don't think it's going to happen. It's Anything different. like that. But nonetheless, the messaging has been kind of like positive, less positive, less positive. And so now I feel like we're getting to more realistic outlook. Realistic outlook, right. yeah. Because like before you're scratching, like you had such a good run, 12-year run. How can you not have a little bit of a pullback for a couple of years? Right? And I think right. the longer it so. continues of not having a pullback, the worse it will eventually get, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
So um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, yeah. I mean, for regarding rates right now, like sure. over the next few months, where do you where do you see them kind of just bouncing around where they're at, or what, what do you see happening now? Yeah, I think the market's a little choppy as far as the bond market, mortgage-backed securities, and we've been you know fluctuating in the mid fives, low. I mean, sorry, mid sixes, the low sixes, mm-hmm. even up to seven at certain points. I think we're going to stick around the mid sixes, low sixes. Okay. On your conforming, you know, government-backed loans, uh, jumbo's a lot better. Um, jumbo is a uh, high fives now on a 30 year fix right, and right, no points. Right. We got arms in the f- low fives. Yeah. So the jumbo money is going to be better priced. Uh, you know, you do have to fit the box for those products, sure. but, um, I think we'll stick in that area. I don't know, you know, uh, I don't have a, a crystal ball. You know, if we get some, you know, a CPI index report that comes out that inflation is not coming down, then that could get worse. But I think it's going to fluctuate back and forth in the sixes, at least on the worst case. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it has to be until we get inflation under control. Right, That's right. That way. But, I mean, it's good to know that, like, even with Wells pulling out, there'll still be jumbo products available. There'll always be appetite for lending, yeah. yeah and and I, like those arms. I still like those ARM products, you know. I think the ARMs are great. You know, I, yeah. think, I think that's a – we talked about this last time you were here, mm-hmm. how, how those 7- and 10-year ARMs are really, uh, you know, really good products. And what happens is, like, you, you get into that product, you're locked into that interest rate, for, for seven to 10 years. Correct. So you're safe right now. And then when rates drop, you know, again, in, in a few years, you can refinance into, uh, you know, a longer 30-year mortgage where you're, in, you know, a longer interest rate at a, at, a, at a lower interest rate at that point. Correct. But in the, in the meantime, here's something that will allow you to get into a property, you know, as prices drop, allows you to get into a property, there's an opportunity there. And then in the long term, financially, that kind of makes sense, you know? So, right. And, and uh, the jumbo products we have on the arms right now, um, you know, they give rebates. So I have a client right now buying a million dollar home, borrowing uh, six hundred fifty thousand. He's getting a fifty eight hundred dollar credit uh-huh. at five and a half percent on a seven year arm, and right. that arm doesn't have any prepayment penalty. You know, he does have to hold on to it for six months, um, but you know, after that, he can refinance any time. Sure. And you know, that fifty eight hundred is is a good uh, you know rebate for your closing costs. So there are good uh, loan products out there. That uh, you know, as far as cost wise, I think are, are pretty good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's 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 good that there's still going to be some products there and things will be able to move that way. Right. And what I've learned, like past, you know, through the 08 deal, is there's always an appetite for uh, a lending. It right. depends on who's going to be the player, who's going to come forth. Because if you look at the last 10, 12 years, you had you know places like Washington Mutual, places like that that went under. Right. And now you have the top players are completely different than that. Right. It always it constantly shifts. And yep. Wells Fargo getting out of the, you know, really stepping back from the lending because what they're doing is they're getting out of correspondent, but they're also getting out of new retail business. So if a client doesn't have, uh, you know, checking accounts and so forth or private wealth management relationship with them, they're not going to do a loan through them. Right. So, right. you know, you're going to see new players come and come out. Sure. And I think, you know, some big banks, you know, uh, you know, hedge funds are starting to get into into lending. You know, there's the non-QM sector, too, as far as right. that type of lending. So there's always going to be an appetite and there's always going to be lo- loans. It just depends on who's supplying them. Sure, sure. Do you see that market, like the hedge funds, becoming more and more important this year? Wall Street's going to have a big, big, uh, I think, a big um, a role moving forward in, in mortgages. Right. Um, just because it will be profitable with the rates being as high as they are. Uh-huh. Right. You know, yeah. um, so. That makes sense. There's yeah. an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And and we've talked a little bit about this. It seems like since the new year, and as maybe people are just distracted over the holidays, but it seems like, and Isaiah, you can talk to this too, that there's a little bit more interest, you know, just in the first couple of weeks of, of the new year that, like, I think everyone's getting a few more phone calls mm-hmm. and, you know, a few more questions that way. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think first, 
that were through the the holidays. That's a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a couple clients say you probably more so that are filing their tax returns and can finally get the ball rolling. So right, right, um, right. I, I certainly know. So even though that. interest rates are higher and and you know three quarters of this year, this year is going to be difficult. There still are buyers out there. You know, uh, yeah, still yeah, looking I, to make things happen. What I'm seeing is people, you know, kind of poking their heads out that lost out over the last two years. Yes. Didn't buy. There's didn't have the biggest down payment, weren't willing to go so far over, so forth. So these people are, okay, I can afford this interest rate, but, uh, you know, I might get a, a little, uh, you know, break on price. Right. And that that sparks their interest, and that's that's a good, you know, ebb and flow. Yeah, well, it's yeah. exactly what we talked about. You know, maybe they're using an arm or something like that, but they're factoring, okay, I'm going to pay a higher interest rate for these three years, but I'm getting this property I'm that getting I want the property price. At, a, at a lower price Correct. that's acceptable, and then I'll refinance in, and that's how this all works out. Right, so, right. So uh, those people are, are, are active and looking around. Yeah, so. you know, we've certainly seen that as well. So, um, no, that's good. Any other, anything else you see coming down the line that could affect the mortgage industry or it's, <laughs> every day it's different. So it's, it is, I mean, there's, there's new news all the time and anything can change, but I haven't seen anything really regarding appraisals. That was always an issue back in 08. Right. And you remember we were doing transactions where it was going to appraise and so forth. So I haven't seen any issues on that, right. um, as far as things coming at value. Um, but nothing's going crazy over asking. So, right. um, that's been in line and, and, uh, I, you know, from that front, I don't see an issue. Okay. You know, that's an interesting point that you brought up though. You know, certainly within the w- real estate industry, we're seeing a lot more noise about, um, you know, buyers buying homes, and then having a little bit buyer's regret. We kind of mm-hmm. predict this. And so whenever that happens, there can be an uptick of like lawsuits, you mm-hmm. know, looking at, uh, you know, any kind of loophole that way. I'm assuming that you are seeing kind of those things or hearing that noise within the, the industry that way. Have, haven't some people gone out of servicing and things like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen stuff in just housing wire. That's that's a great source of uh, real estate and mortgage information. But, yeah, there's lawsuits all over the board as far as mortgages. Right. Mortgage companies suing other mortgage companies for, you know, losing, you know, sales force or whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, that, I think you're going to see more of that moving forward. Maybe not purchasing loans. Right. Maybe don't want to have that exposure of, of having those loans on their books. Right, right. So they're looking for them to repurchase back or you know things like that so you're going to see a shakeout i think as far as lawsuits but but yeah but i would think that as as there's more lawsuits that that's when appraisers start getting nervous because like mm-hmm. then that's when lenders be like well how did this appraise at this value because right. we, we know that market was just like <clears throat> it was like basically like okay you know i mean against a lot of more experienced agents advice it was you know coming with no contingencies and the highest uh possible offer that right. you, can, you know you can afford and that's what will get you your home right uh and you know those are the people that, that probably right. are going to regret it now and i just see that like as those lawsuits come on people are looking around me like well how did this appraise at that and that's where i think you know that conversation may start again that, that's a good it might point. be a little bit too early right now yeah no that's that, a really so. good point you could start seeing that especially if someone's property goes down you know a certain percentage right since they paid so much more right yeah. right yep so i wonder though how much with being that so many offers were non-contingent without a an appraisal contingency if you'll see that as much. Well, it comes down to who's advising, right? you know, who, who's <laughs> advising for the offer to be written that way. So, right. <laughs> and, but that was the norm. It was no loan contingency, no appraisal. Yeah. No. Or, you know, sorry, get, get, you know, it's not going to work, you know, and that was, you know, on us, that was stressful. Right. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, here if, as well. So, you know, I mean, Right. If you didn't vet that loan and make sure that they're going to qualify, you know, you're doing that without a loan contingency. That's that's scary. So you have to really make sure it's going to go through. But, yeah, not having that anyways is, is, yeah. is stressful. I mean, it was so, it was so nuts because uh, I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but but uh, there was so many agents that got into the business, you know, like like 2019 or whatever. And they thought that that was the norm. 
Like right. that was what you did. Like that was the mm-hmm. normal process. Like, no, this is a weird six or eight months oh, yeah. that, that, that that's is happening, at least up in the North Bay area. Right. And so, so like you that, saw that's the experience agents not removing. Yeah. I mean, all I, these I, new ones going with fully non-contingent offers, 20% over us. I think you came in one day and said, Hey, they have five non-contingent offers. And I was like, man, I, I may have written three or four of these in my entire career, right. you know, like, right. and that's a, a unique situation where, you know, the, Property's already been vetted to some degree or something like that. So, like, yeah, and, and it was just like the industry standard, you know. So, like, like with the country property, if you don't have uh, inspections, right? Oh, waving that. The amount of country properties that they didn't have an inspection can see without a well inspection or a septic inspection. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you had a lot of people coming out of metropolitan areas, you know, coming up here and just wanting the property and doing that. So, yeah, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get really interesting that way. So, yeah, it feels, you know, again, this is not like the last market, but no. A lot of the same things are happening, you know, and I think like that's going to continue. And I, I do think I don't want to be negative as well, but I think, you know, lenders are going to kind of tighten credit a little bit uh-huh. just just because of what's going on. And, uh, you know, so it's always good to get pre-approved up front, get all your documents in. You know, f- what we do is we fully underwrite the loan before we right. know, let the person make an offer. Right. You know, sometimes timing, you got to be quick and so forth. But that just saves a lot of, of stress and headache. When you know that everything is going to fall into place and it, it does qualify because you don't want to obviously go into contract right, right. and have something pop up. But I just I can't stress enough how, how important that is to do that all up front just to make sure you got all your ducks in a row. Yeah, no, that, that's such a great point that that really like, yeah, even in a, in a crazy market and you're like, even if you're not anticipating buying a home right now. Um, and, but you're thinking, Hey, I'm a few months down the road, get ready now. Oh yeah. You know? And then like, I mean, to update a file, it's pay easiest stubs. thing it's ever. so easy, oh, right? Pay stub, right. bank statements. If I have to report credit, you know, it's, it, that's all easy stuff on our end we can do, but it's so important to make sure that's all in, in line. Right. Right. We yeah. get that. We get this question. I think a lot right now where there's a misconception that like, if you get approved now, well, then two months, you're going to have to resubmit this and that process to get is just so much easier. It's based right. on it's just basic, very you know, very easy information. And you're good to go that way. Right. And at the very least, then you know what price point you're looking at. You you could be approved for two hundred thousand dollars higher or two hundred thousand dollars less than you think you might be looking at. Right. That and in this in this market where there's less inventory and that home comes on the market and two months earlier than what you were anticipating, you don't want to lose that on that home. One, it's it's going to be less competitive going after it, so it's going to be an opportunity. But two, if you lose that on that home. It's going to be a lot longer for a home similar to that to come on the market. Because right. Inventory is, you know, restricted that way. So, yeah, you know, get pre-approved, get ready, and then uh, sit and wait. There will be opportunities. There um, is. You know, there will be opportunities this year and, and in the future that way. So. And I think, you know, what we've been doing, you know, a lot um, uh, with my team is 12-day closes. Even though things have shifted, right. you know, sellers still want to, you know, close earlier. And there might be only maybe two offers on a property, but that 12-day close does really stick out. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that's a, you know, that's another great point. It's, it's almost like a cash offer in that sense where mm-hmm. like, you know, um, it's so quick where uh, especially like, you know, sellers right now, they want a certain value. The market's dropping. So, you know, we're in a market now where you're often not writing it at, at full price. You know, it's like, hey, that's not where the value is. This is where it's at. Right. And so um, to have a quick escrow and be like, hey, it's not the value that you want. But you can have your money in 12 days right like, like that that really does help it's like a cash offer in that sense and so. appraisers are very quick right now right so it's not a problem to get that done sometimes you get an appraisal waiver what i've seen lately is not a lot of appraisal waivers uh-huh. and i don't know that's if because of there's a shift in the market i would think so you know with fanny and freddie right. but um yeah but the 12 day uh, definitely sticks out right um, even with less offers yep. yeah that's great that's great to know so uh 
So uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can uh, uh, call my cell phone, 415-987-8184, or my okay. email, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, dot Broughton, B-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N, at supremelending.com. Cool. Feel free to call me, email me, I'd be happy to help in any way I can. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. We'll have Thanks, you back guys. on in a couple months. Yeah, but hey, this absolutely. is really, really informative, as always. And uh, I can't emphasize enough that if you have, even if you just have a mortgage question, even if you're not looking to refinance, you're like, what does this mean? Or just, just you just don't, you have, you're confused. Give this man a call. Very uh, informative, very easy to talk to. Uh, not greasy or slimy in any way. Really, really good guy that way. So, so um, yeah, no, I really enjoy working with him. Thank you. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm Sean Payne, uh, founder and principal of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit like and subscribe so you can see future content. Isaiah, Chas, thank you very much for joining us. Absolutely. And uh, thanks, Stuart. On to the next one. Yep. See you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.